You're listening to the Space Witch Podcast. Hello and welcome. You are now listening to the Space Witch Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Whitney Levesque. I'm an astrologer, intuitive, and Reiki practitioner. And this is my podcast where I share tips, tricks, and tools for living your best, most witchy, and spiritual life. On this podcast, I talk about a variety of spiritual and witchy topics from how to manifest more money, tips for finding your spiritual path, how to interpret your dreams, the power of gratitude, and so much more. Those are all real episodes, so be sure to scroll back into the archives and give them a listen. Thank you all so much for joining me. Today on the podcast, I'm going to be talking about eclipses. And I decided to release this podcast earlier this week because we have a partial solar eclipse in two degrees Scorpio happening on Tuesday, October 25th. And I wanted to get all the information out there so that you can have it and hopefully have a wonderful eclipse season. So I'm also going to be doing an energy healing to help you navigate eclipse season at the end of the episode. So stay tuned for that as well. And without further ado, let's get into this week's podcast episode. So what are eclipses? Eclipses are like full and new moons on steroids. The energy of an eclipse often makes me think of the tower card and the tarot because eclipses can bring about spontaneous events and things and situations that you maybe weren't expecting. People always act like eclipses are quote-unquote good or quote-unquote bad, when in reality, I don't think it's one or the other. Eclipses are here to shake us and wake us up to something. Depending on where it is in your chart, you might feel it more intensely than others, especially if it's hitting at an angle in your chart, like your ascendant, descendant, midheaven, or immune coli, or just aspecting a certain planet or group of planets in your chart if you have like a stellium or something. An eclipse is going to show you what's working and what's not working. This could show up in a way where it's very in your face and a certain situation could occur like maybe you have to change jobs or maybe move or leave a relationship or it could be much more subtle than that. It could just be that you go for a walk and you start getting these downloads and you just intuitively know that you need to make a change and that something in your life isn't really working. I think the reason that eclipses get perceived as being either good or bad is because eclipses often equal change and depending on how you look at change that can be seen as a good or a bad thing. In addition to the other things I mentioned, eclipses can also be a cause for celebration. Maybe you're leaving your old job because you got a way better opportunity somewhere else. Maybe you're getting married or having a child. Maybe you're leaving an abusive or a toxic relationship, or maybe you were in an abusive or toxic relationship and this eclipse happens and suddenly you're finding like your soulmate or the love of your love of your life. I think it sometimes just gets a bad rep because change is very scary to us because it means that we have to face the unknown and we as humans are terrified of the unknown and it can sometimes seem very uncertain and I think there's a certain level of trust that you need to extend to yourself, to the universe, or whatever higher power you believe in, and ultimately just practice that act of surrender and just letting go and trusting that everything is going to work out. It's important to remember that eclipses are here to shine a light on things that we maybe 
weren't seeing before or to uncover things that were previously hidden in the dark and that eclipses are not always going to affect us so strongly depending on where it is in your chart. If there is an eclipse where the degree and sign really line up with a certain house or planet or group of planets in your chart, then you're going to feel it. It's still a good idea to look at your chart, see where it is, and just take note of how the eclipses are affecting you in whatever area of life that it shows up in your chart. Even if it's not affecting you really intensely or really strongly, it's just really good to take note of what's going on in your life, what's happening, what downloads you're receiving, what opportunities are being presented to you. All of that stuff is so, so important to take note of regardless of what's going on in your chart. And again, I think overall, like eclipses are really... It's about uncovering. It's shining a light. It's showing you something that you may have been blind to before. A lot of times we don't want to look at our blind spots. Like sometimes if we have a problem or we're experiencing discomfort, we don't want to look at it. We don't want to face it, which is another reason why I think eclipses can be scary because it's showing us the stuff that maybe we just didn't want to deal with. Like there's stuff that we packed in a box, we put it under our bed or in the closet and we just never look at it again because it's just too sensitive or too painful to look at. And I feel like intuitively that's just a big theme that sort of surrounds eclipses. And I think maybe even with this set of eclipses in general, this is going to be a big theme because, I mean, I'm thinking about how the fact that it's in Scorpio and Taurus and it's on that axis and Scorpio feels things so, so deeply, but they often put on like this tough front to try to I don't know, because they don't want other people to see their pain and they don't want to show it because they don't want to appear to be weak. Um, And same thing with Taurus. Like, Taurus is very steady. It's very sturdy. Um, It's very, like, stubborn. And so it's interesting with Taurus and Scorpio because on one hand, you have Scorpio, which is all about change. Like, this is a sign that's constantly thriving off change. They're often symbolized by the phoenix rising from the ashes. And... With Taurus, Taurus is very stubborn. Taurus is like the opposite of that. They don't want anything to change. They like things to stay the same exactly as they are. And so I feel like the set of eclipses that we've had this year are really showing us like, here's the thing you didn't want to deal with. Let's look at it because Scorpio is ruled by Pluto and Pluto's whole mantra is let go or be dragged. So it's like that Plutonian energy is coming in here and it's saying like, hey, this thing you keep dancing around, you keep avoiding, uh, it's not working for you anymore. And we're going to drag that out and we're going to look at it, we're going to face it, and we're going to heal whatever that is so that you can move on and you can be that sturdy, steadfast sort of Taurus energy, you know, so that you can keep going on your path with safety and comfort and nurturing. Because sometimes I think we get very stubborn about change and the things that we maybe know we should change, but we're avoiding or just stubborn in the fact that we think that one thing is really good for us when maybe it's not. And I feel like these eclipses are really going to be challenging that stubbornness, that inability to change, to want to make changes, to get out of our comfort zone. And so with these eclipses, I just strongly feel that we're going to be challenged to do that. And that looks a little bit scary sometimes. But I want you all to know that on the other side of your discomfort is going to be comfort. There's going to be peace. You're going to be more comfortable with things moving forward. And it's kind of like getting surgery, right? Like surgery is so uncomfortable. It's so, it's terrifying. Like a lot of people don't want to get surgery because again, there's that unknown. You get worried, you know, what if you die or what if there's a complication or 
you don't wake up. Like there's all these fears I think people have around surgery. And it's also painful. You know, you have to be put under a lot of the times to get surgery. And if you aren't put under, if it's like a more minor surgery, it's still freaking painful because you still have to feel it. But a lot of times you go through surgery to get something removed or something repaired. And even though it's painful, you know you're going to feel a lot better after it's over. So with that being said, we're all kind of undergoing this sort of like psychic surgery right now. And it, it might be a little uncomfortable or a little bit painful at first, but on the other side of it, you're going to be like, wow, I feel so much better. I feel so much better now that that tumor was removed or now that that ligament was replaced or they put that new part in or whatever. It's once that thing that was causing me a lot of pain was taken out, that rotten tooth, that whatever, you're just going to, it's going to feel like a weight's being lifted off your shoulders. You're going to be like, ah, like I can breathe now. I can see things more clearly. I can move forward in my path without all the fear. So don't be afraid of eclipses is what I'm trying to say. They're not good. They're not bad. It's like everything else in life. There's duality and there's a little bit of both and you just have to kind of work through it. And be kind to yourself and practice self-compassion and allow yourself to feel all of your feelings and validate all of your feelings and just move through it with grace and ease and give yourself that grace as well. Moving on. (laughs) So eclipses always arrive in pairs, coinciding with the full and new moons. They're always going to be in opposite signs. Sometimes there's solar eclipses, sometimes there are lunar eclipses. Pay attention to the sign and the degree that an eclipse is in to see how it will affect you. Usually we have about four eclipses a year, but some years we can have more. I know that there are some years where we've had like up to six, so it really just depends. Solar eclipses are when the moon stands between the sun and the earth. These are very similar to new moons. They say that a solar eclipse will have the energy of like three new moons. So it's very intense. Same thing with lunar eclipses. So lunar eclipses or when the earth stands between the moon and the sun and the moon disappears because the moon reflects the light of the sun because the moon does not have its own light. And lunar eclipses always happen on a full moon, which is always the time of endings and letting things go. It's a good time to do banishing work. And so with a full moon, this is like the equivalent of three full moons. So the energy is just really heightened. It's really intense during this time. The effects of an eclipse can be felt for up to six months and even sometimes a year. According to an article from astrologyzone.com by Susan Miller, she says that eclipses can speed up time and bring forward things that you thought would take months or years to happen. She also writes that each series of eclipses will have a theme. And I think I knew this already, but it's nice to kind of get a refresher. But she also writes that if an eclipse falls on your birthday or within five days of your birthday, the year that follows that particular birthday will be a critical one. And there's a lot of other just like good tidbits and information in this article. Like she also writes, if the eclipses fall in the same element, so fire, air, water, or earth as your birth sign, then the eclipses will be a bit easier for you, which makes sense because it's allowing that flow of energy to kind of work through your chart. So it's going to be a little bit more smooth. So definitely check that article out. I'll put it in the show notes, but there's so much stuff in that article. I don't know if I could fit it all into this week's podcast. Yeah, so we have a a partial solar eclipse and two degrees Scorpio happening on October 25th. And then following that, we're going to have a total lunar eclipse in 16 and one degrees Taurus, November 8th. Those are the upcoming pair of eclipses that we have. 
So you want to check in your chart to see where two degrees Scorpio and 1601 degrees Taurus are in your chart so you can see exactly where it's hitting you in your chart and how it's affecting you. Our last pair of eclipses were a solar eclipse at 10 degrees Taurus on April 30th of this year and a lunar eclipse at 25 and 18 degrees Scorpio on May 16th. So this is an invitation to try and think back to those months and just notice what came up for you back then because some of those same themes might be coming up again for you now. You might be experiencing a lot of the same stuff during that time. Also keep in mind that with this solar eclipse in Scorpio that we're having that the sun and Venus are also going to be in Scorpio. So this is really going to highlight your relationships in terms of love, money, your self-worth, how you feel about yourself. All of that stuff is really going to be brought up during this time during the solar eclipse. So this is a really good time to check in with yourself and to check also depending how it's going to affect you in your chart, but just to see like how are you feeling in regards to yourself? How are you feeling in regards to others? Are there things that need to be addressed? All of that is going to be huge. You might find that you're transforming in these areas of life in regards to love or money or just things like that. Then with the lunar eclipse in Taurus that we have coming up on November 8th, this is going to be interesting because we have the moon opposing Venus during that time. So you might find that there might be some tension (laughs) or something might be clashing in terms of your view of yourself how you relate to yourself, your love for yourself, your love for others, your relationship with money, how you receive money. And there might be some kind of tension in regards to that. I'm also seeing, it might be hard to like just, oh God, I'm just seeing a lot of friction. (laughs) A lot of friction during the November 8th lunar eclipse. And I'm not saying that this is a bad thing. Sometimes when we have oppositions or challenging placements in astrology, sometimes this can motivate us. It can motivate us to start new things, to bring new things in, or to make changes. So even though I'm making this sound like harsh, it's not, it may not be as bad as it sounds is what I'm trying to say. So in addition to that, it's like this moon is going to be like it's opposing the sun in Scorpio. It's opposing Mercury. It is conjunct Uranus and it's sextiling Neptune in Pisces and trining with the Pluto and Capricorn. So just seeing like a lot of things being brought to the surface, a lot of high emotions. There might be challenges in communication. But with that trine with Pluto though, this makes me think that everything's happening. It's going to be a cause for change, but I think it's going to end up being hopefully good change. And I, I'm seeing with the Uranus aspects too, it's like just a lot of sporadicness. And with Neptune, it's like I think some things are just really going to be brought to the light that we maybe weren't seeing before. Like, I'm I'm feeling like there's going to be some friction and it's going to almost cause like this purging to happen. And it's like, this is so gross, but I'm thinking of almost like popping a pimple. Like, it's going to help squeeze all the gunk out. And then once it's out, it's going to go away and you can just move on from it is kind of what I'm sensing when I look at all the other planetary action that's going on with the eclipse this month. So that is the basic rundown of what eclipses are and some info about the ones that are coming up. Before I get into the second part of this podcast episode where I talk about some practical tips and how to navigate the energies of the eclipse and eclipse season, 
I just quickly want to make a little announcement. The first announcement is that Old Soul Collective here in Waterville, Maine is hosting an event called Old Soul After Dark on Saturday, October 29th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. This is a family-friendly event. There will be a costume contest trick-or-treating throughout the store. They're doing a terrarium bar to make what they call cemeteriums. There is a store-wide scavenger hunt. And I'll be there doing tarot and astrology readings as well. So if you would like an in-person reading with me, be sure to come check out this event. It's free to attend and it will just be a lot of fun. I'll leave a link to the event in the show notes and for anyone who wants to check it out. So be sure to get in on all the spookiness and come say hi. Additionally, I also just want to quickly mention that my Patreon is now live. So if you would like to support me in the podcast and get access to my monthly bonus podcast, Space Witch After Hours, where I just talk about more stuff that I like to talk about that I just don't put here. Like this month, I made an episode all about my spooky table tipping experience. There's also journal prompts that you can get access to based on the planetary energies of every month. So this is a great way to navigate eclipse season if you want to do some journaling during this time, which I highly recommend. And maybe you're someone who gets stuck on journaling or you don't know where to start. This is a really great way to do that. I'll give you some prompts that'll give you some ideas to really start to get the juices flowing so that you can get into that journaling state and do some healing and reflection and hopefully get some insights that you normally wouldn't be getting. So that's live. You can join for as little as $5 a month. Be sure to go check it out. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Moving on, let's get back to the episode. What things should you be doing during an eclipse? So even if these eclipses are not majorly impacting you, like I mentioned earlier, pay attention to everything that's going on during this time. This is a great time to do things that are very low key, where you can kind of just retreat and receive insights and downloads. And of course, we can't put our lives on hold. So if you have plans to do something major during this time, do not worry. Nothing bad is going to happen to you, but just know that emotions may be heightened. You may want to drink more water than usual. And that also applies to everybody, by the way, not just the people who have plans during this time. Drinking water is huge during events like this. I know it sounds so basic, but it really does help because we're all very sensitive to the energies during these times. And if you can, try to carve out that alone time to retreat, even if you are doing something and you're going to be around a lot of people. Just try to find those moments or that time where you can kind of go into yourself and receive the downloads that you need to receive or the insights or whatever. This is a good time for just, again, doing like little things like running errands, cleaning the house, journaling, meditation, making art, going for walks, especially out in nature. Just like quiet, low-key things where you can digest all of these energies that are coming in and you can receive whatever it is that you need to receive. This is also a great time to get Reiki done as well. I know me personally, I'm very sensitive to this stuff, so I almost always am getting a Reiki treatment during these times. So this is a great time for that, which is also why I'm doing in energy healing at the end of this podcast. So like I said, stay tuned for that. Additionally, I would say this is a really good time to get grounded. Since emotions are running really high, you're going to want to be present in your body during this time. If you're not sure how to get grounded, I have a podcast episode, which I'll link in the show notes, where I talk all about grounding and how to ground yourself. I know a lot of people, when they talk about grounding, they often say like, go outside barefoot and picture tree roots coming 
from the bottoms of your feet. These are all things that can help with grounding, but sometimes I find they just don't always work for me. So if you're interested, I also posted a reel recently on my Instagram at Space Witch Astrology where I show and explain the grounding points on the body and how you can just place your hands on those parts of your body and it will just really help you to feel safe and grounded. And I also find that it helps a lot with stress and anxiety as well. So this is a thing I learned in Reiki. You can do this on yourself even if you're not Reiki attuned, putting your hands on these certain points on the body, your shoulders, your knees, your ankles, all of that. It really, really helps to just feel grounded and safe and in your body. And if you want a tutorial, it is on my Instagram at Space Witch Astrology. Another thing you can do is set your intentions during this time, just like you would during the full and new moons. I like to use the new moon or in this case, the solar eclipse energy to make vision boards, write down affirmations, make a list of my goals, and just really focus on the things that I want to bring into my life during this time. And during the full moons, or in this case, the lunar eclipses, I like to focus on banishing and releasing things. This is a good time for cleansing as well. So you can clean and smudge your house or your bedroom during this time. I also like to do a burning ritual sometimes where I write down things I want to release on paper and then either burn them in a fireproof bowl or do it in a fire outside in my yard like in the fire pit. Totally up to you how you want to do it. Just please, please, please be safe and use caution anytime you are doing anything with fire because you do not want to accidentally burn your house down. Maybe keep some water or a fire extinguisher nearby just in case. But yeah, I really like to write down things that I want to release and then I burn them in the fire and I might say something like, you know, I'm now releasing blah, 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 and I'll read it out loud to myself. There's so many ways to create a ritual. I actually... I keep thinking I want to put make a new episode talking about that at some point. So that will be coming eventually, a whole episode on rituals and how to create them and if you even need them because you don't always need to do them, but they are fun and they can be really helpful when it comes to manifesting or just creating things in your life that you want to create. So that is everything that you need to know about eclipses. I'm going to end this podcast with an energy healing for the upcoming eclipse energies and any eclipses coming up in the future in case anyone comes back to this episode at a later date and still wants to receive that healing energy. If you're driving, you may want to pause this episode and come back to it. I now ask that you uncross your arms and legs, take some deep breaths, relax your face and your body. And just breathe and open yourself up to receive this healing energy for the eclipses that are coming up.
take a moment to come back into your body. Wiggle your fingers and toes, stretch, do whatever you need to do to come back into the room. You can open your eyes if you had your eyes closed. Ooh, and just take a moment to reacclimate. Thank you all so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please be sure to leave a rating and review on Spotify and iTunes. I hope you all have a loving, healing, peaceful eclipse season. Thank you so much for listening. You are so much more than your sun sign, and I will catch you here next time on the Space Witch Podcast.